0: Hey there, Mama, and welcome back to the Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm podcast episode 39. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. It's been a little while since we did a giveaway, so I'd love to do one for the month of June. Simply leave a written review in Apple Podcasts. Five star ratings are also greatly appreciated if you are enjoying the show. And then send me a screenshot of your review to info at simplebyemmy.com to be entered into a drawing for, drumroll, <laughs> a $25 Amazon gift card. Woohoo. If you have already left a review, first of all, thank you. And second of all, what you can do is share one of your favorite episodes on Instagram or Facebook tagging me at Simple By Emmy, and that will count as your entry. Please send all your screenshots and do all your social media tagging before midnight Eastern time on Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. And I will announce the winner during my podcast on June 15th. You can check out the show notes for more information. Today, I have a special treat for you. Rachel Fernandez from the Stressed Refresh podcast is joining me to talk about how we can do some simple foundational things to help improve our stress response so we are showing up how we want to in our lives and motherhoods. Decluttering is definitely a piece of the puzzle, but Rachel dives into so much more and I can't wait for you to learn from her. So Rachel describes herself as a Jesus-loving, messy-bun-wearing, work-at-home mom to two under three. And after a lifetime of anxiety and stress, which affected her fertility and also caused a devastating miscarriage and mental breakdown, she discovered the beauty of holistically healing her anxiety from the root. And now she coaches other moms on how to heal their anxiety by nourishing their bodies, creating systems of self-care, and finding the joy of a faith mindset. One note before we get started, as I share stories and recommendations from other moms in these interviews, please note that they are descriptive, not prescriptive. Obviously stress and anxiety are very complex issues, and you should always work with your medical provider for what works best for you. Remember that when it comes to my episodes and especially my interviews, take what works for you and feel free to leave the rest. That being said, this conversation is jam-packed with actionable tips. So what do you say? You better grab that notebook and pen. And let's dive into today's conversation with Rachel Fernandez. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home, calendar, and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Moms Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life in motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick Overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Well, hey, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I'm so happy that you're here today.
1: I'm so excited to be here, Emily. I just, I can't wait to talk to your audience.
0: Yay. Okay. So I did tell them a little bit about you already from your bio, but I would love it if in your own words, you could kind of introduce yourself, tell us about you, your family, um, kind of how you spend your time, who you serve, all that great stuff.
1: Absolutely. Um, so I'm Rachel from the Stress to Refreshed podcast, and I am mom to an eight month old and an almost three year old. It is her and my birthday month. Today, <laughs> which we're recording this, which is March first, cool. um, and uh, they are the love of my life, and then I have my husband as well, and we live out in about an hour southeast of San Antonio. So we're kind of in the middle of nowhere, where we run a regenerative farm. We live on about forty acres out here, and so we're kind of definitely out in the boondocks, but we love it. Love living on land and being out, out here. So, um, but I am just really, really passionate about. Um, Similar to you, Emily, uh, just helping women who are struggling with anxiety and stress and how it is impacting their motherhood um, and their health Uh, and just kind of helping women understand the physical things that we can do for our bodies really help with our stress and anxiety responses. Um, Because I know that both of us are very passionate about helping, you know, women just kind of overcome that overwhelm like you talk about so much. and. I think that sometimes, at least for me, when we get to a point where we realize there are some really tangible, almost physical things we can do to help our bodies start just calming down, it really helps to build some of that momentum and being able to do um, what we need to do to start putting systems in place and help ourselves just kind of calm the crazy and get to the point where we're able to to you know, attack our motherhood with confidence, you know, show up more powerfully in our marriages and in our homes and all of the things that kind of we're experiencing on a day-to-day basis.
0: Yeah. And I love you have this um, idea of stress resiliency that you talk about. And I love that idea just because no matter who you are, no matter what season of motherhood, and right now my boys are a little bit older. And so I'm kind of out of that. (laughs) nap time you know baby stage um but there's always different challenges to be faced and i love this idea of being you know how can we prepare ourselves so that we can be resilient when those stressors come because we know that they will probably forever because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be moms as long Absolutely. as we're alive
1: <laughs> exactly i mean i think and i think that's what's so powerful is that when we realize that tuning into our bodies and starting to get more in touch with what our bodies are telling us. And at least for me in my past, you know, when I have dealt with anxiety my whole life, it was always just this kind of issue, like this symptom that needed to be solved this issue that I needed to like fix. And when I started turning inward and started more looking at it as a communication system for my body on something is wrong Mm -hmm. and realizing that I had some really powerful natural tools at my disposal to help, support that, that whole idea of stress resiliency of giving my body what it needs to be able to show up in these stressful times, whether that's motherhood, whether it's a job, whether it's a marriage, you know, family issues. I mean, whatever life kind of throws our way, we're able to show up and say, okay, I know what my body needs, or I know that this is a more stressful time than normal for any reason, but being able to kind of listen to what our bodies are telling us is just such a powerful tool for us women to be able to show up, understand what it's saying, give it the things that it needs to have that stress resiliency. So we are able to show up powerfully, even when things are kind of crazy and off the rails.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we're going to be talking a little bit later about what you call the foundational five, which I can't wait to talk about. But first um, one part of your story that kind of you and I both share is this history of having issues with fertility. And in my case. I didn't even know it was an issue until we started trying to have kids and they're like, Oh, it's unexplained. And sometimes I almost wish if it would be, I don't know if it's better or worse to be unexplained <laughs> because it's like, well, there's nothing wrong with you. You just really can't have kids very easily. I'm like, but I like to be able to fix it. Like and I i like to be able to know exactly what to do I'm that kind of person. So I would love for you to kind of bring us back to where you were, you said you've dealt with anxiety your whole life, but how did that kind of factor in to becoming a mom and kind of that very, very early stage of motherhood where you maybe felt like the most stressed and overwhelmed?
1: Absolutely. And I think for any of us moms, we realize quickly when we have kids that we're willing to do things that maybe we were never willing to do before because we now have children that we are you know, able to kind of prioritize in a way. And that's kind of how pregnancy and fertility was for me. Where I had known stress and anxiety was kind of an issue in my, I mean, first I thought it was depression, then through therapy came to the conclusion it was more anxiety, had dealt with that in a a very high pressure job for a very long time, um, and just always kind of thought, that's just me, you know, I'm just an anxious person, kind of always going to deal with this, I have a stressful job. Um, the really only solution is to quit that job, which I wanted to do at the time. But that was kind of it. That's all I really had in my like arsenal for stress was, well, I'm stuck in this job. So since it's not going away, I'm just going to be stressed for the rest of my life. Well, my husband and I decided we wanted to have kids. And, <laughs> and it took a lot longer than we thought it was, thought it would. Um, because we had done kind of a lot of preconception health work where we really were eating in a certain way to really support our bodies. And so coming into the really officially kind of trying to have kids, we were like, Oh, we'll be good. You know, we are one of few who have actually looked at food as nutrition and like being able to support our bodies and heal things. And it'll be fine. It wasn't, it took us longer. And our, our fertility struggle was not near as long as some, but we quickly realized when we had been trying for over a year that it hadn't happened yet. We were like, okay, this is kind of weird. Because we did feel like we were relatively healthy and we never went to any doctors or anything. But I totally understand that you want something to be able to fix. Like you want to know what the issue is. And so for us, we were just like constantly kind of trying to change food things, like look at stuff. And I always knew stress was kind of there, but it never really was a huge like blaring, like, oh, hey, this is affecting you until we got pregnant. And then I suffered a miscarriage very quickly after we got pregnant with our first uh, pregnancy. And <laughs> Post that miscarriage went into like a complete spiral mental breakdown, like 100%. And it was just this wake up call from God saying, your anxiety, your stress. I just knew in my heart, knew in my heart, it was a stress and anxiety induced issue. And when I learned much more about how fertility works, how we, you know, grow eggs, how we do all of this stuff, how our bodies, you know, prepare to hold on to a baby, like it just all made so much sense but during that process i asked for mental health leave for my job and just said you know i've got i've got to get out of here and literally almost like within the month that i was out of that we got pregnant and that was my first our first baby and it was just like amazing to me that the moment that huge stressor was removed from my life that my body finally felt safe enough to actually sustain a pregnancy and i remember looking back and being like okay, that can't be the only answer. (laughs) Like, I know that, yes, ideally, I want to move past this job that was putting all this pressure on me, but there's got to be a way for us to be able to show up in stressful environments that maybe we're not able to do anything about with more resiliency. And so I really, really dove into having that pregnancy and knowing I was going back to work with that pregnancy, really dove into holistic ways to support stress. And as I was learning And as I was implementing these things and as I was like figuring out that there are these natural tools to really build that stress resiliency from the inside, as opposed to just removing stressors from our life, which don't get me wrong, removing stressors from our life and figuring out ways we can adjust things in our lifestyle to reduce stress is very important. But there's also a key to being able to support our bodies physically and give it the things that it needs during these highly stressful situations And that became even more clear to me when I had my first, my first, Emory Kate, my first, and we had some things that I look back on now with that pregnancy that I can tell you are 100% stress-induced. She was breech. We had to have a C-section. Just a lot of things that I can tell my body was just tense. And there was a lot of stress that I couldn't, you know, just hadn't gotten past yet because it's a healing process. It takes a while. And then I had my second, Lucas, and at that point, I had finally quit my job. I was able to really dive into nutrition on the specific nutrients and minerals and things that really support our stress response and really support our adrenals and our stress and just all of these things. And that pregnancy was completely different. And even then, you know, there's still plenty of things I'm healing. Like I said, healing is a long and drawn out process, especially when I look back on my life and the stressors that that I was putting on it for so long that I didn't realize were having such an effect. Things like birth control for decades, um, you know, a, a not a great diet for a very long time, high stress job on top of all of that, you know, just all of the things that we that deplete our bodies and get us to a point that we're so depleted that we have to start building that up. But... I realized and I learned quickly that there were these certain almost systems in place that I could put in place that are really what my foundational five talk about. And that's things that we do to support our body's healing process to help it be more stress resilient. And looking back over my life as I have put these things in place and as I've grown these things and, you know, and seen how they've operated, I can just see the transformation in my health and how I show up. And I also know that when the wheels fall off of my systems and I, I'm i not doing, you know, I'm not prioritizing the things that I know I need for my body, I can see how I show up in motherhood so much differently. And I think, as I'm sure you know, Emily, as a mom, I think that with kids, they quickly highlight all of our flaws very, very easily in a way that I oh, just don't yeah. think we get anywhere else, you know? Yeah. And so you, you... Like how I respond to my kids, as I'm sure you you think is kind of the same way I respond to my husband, but even more so with our kids, how I'm showing up with my kids is a, an excellent gauge on how my stress response is operating and what I have or have not put in place that day, that week, you know that moment, that hour. Um, and so that's kind of my history and and my story on how I got to this point of just being so passionate about helping women find their own systems to support their bodies to hit that stress resiliency. Because as moms, when we're stressed and we're anxious, I mean, I know what that feels like. It's it's to show and that was, I think, such a switch to me too is being like, okay, I knew stress and anxiety was an issue. But once it started showing up and affecting how I was reacting to my child as she got older and became a toddler, I realized how important it was for me to prioritize myself and my health to be able to mom in a way that was going to help her grow and love the Lord and you know, find just comfort and safety in our relationship and not wanting to be that anxious stressed out mom all the time.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I um never thought I was an angry person until I had kids. And then I'm like, "Oh, what's this? This is interesting." Huh. What's uh, where, Where's yeah. that rage coming from? I yes. know. And I always joke that, you know, we put money aside like the college fund for the kids that I'm also putting aside money for the therapy fund, because I know that I'm uh, definitely you know, not always showing up as the mom I want to be. And one of the big things for me, which is foundational for me is sleep, like for sure. And so I recently went to a concert, which I never do. And it was like getting home at like one something in the morning, which is like unheard of for me. And the way I was even sleeping in a little bit, the way I acted for the rest of the weekend around my kids, my husband was like, do you need to take a break? You know, because it was just like, my body was not used to that. And it was an immediate response to like how I was showing up with my kids. So I, um, yeah, just kind of guarding all of those foundational things as much as you can. And I want to get into that now, if you could kind of tell us what are these foundational five Um, So that we can, again, like you said, kind of heal our stress and anxiety from the inside out. And do you think that they're, I guess, like universal for everyone or are they like foundational for you personally?
1: Oh, no, I definitely think they are 100% foundational for everyone. And sleep rest is one of them (laughs) because I figured these are the things. Yeah, these are the things we ha- We really have to have. as uh, Not just women and moms, but I mean, really anyone. But it just becomes so crucial that we tune into these things as moms and prioritize them. And I say that not, and I'm going to go into the five. And as I talk about these foundational five, what I always encourage women is, is to not get overwhelmed by more stuff to do, so to speak, because that's not what this is intended to do. Really what you want to do is is listen to what these foundational five are, what these areas of your life are, and just start listening to how you are showing up and what those systems look like for you right now. Whatever that is, you just kind of want to look at what your baseline is. And then you want to kind of think about what's one of those areas that may be easy for me or the most, the most easy, the simplest easy, for me to just tweak just a little bit, to just start adding in a little bit more that's gonna help build that stress resiliency. And the whole goal is to really get you into a point where you're looking at your lifestyle and listening to your body and aware of these things that you're putting in and start just, just changing them a little bit because that can do so much to build momentum over the long-term where you look back over six months and you're like, wow, I've made some, what seemed like tiny steps, but like I'm feeling a lot better. And so my foundational five are really, pretty simple in that it's nourishment, what we put in our body, our rest, you know, how we're sleeping, how we're taking rest during the day, how we're kind of giving and not just rest in, in as as sleep goes, but also just rest from from life. Like, are we taking a moment to ourselves here and there? Are we giving ourselves time to take that that break, whether that be a few deep breaths during dinner when the kids are screaming or whatever it is? So nourishment is is so key. Rest is so important. Movement, also, just how we are moving our bodies. I think in both nourishment and movement, diet culture has just completely ruined how we women look at our bodies, what we put into them, how we move them. It's coming from a very, like, we wanna be skinny. We wanna lose weight. Like, we need to decrease our calories. We need to cut carbs. We need to go on whatever fad diet is out there so that we can hit this ideal weight, get our mom bodies back, you know, bounce back after pregnancy, There's not an emphasis on the depletion that you, one, come out of pregnancy with, often go into pregnancy with, filling that back up with the nutrients, minerals that you need to to fill those depletions back up, and then move in a way that is not adding more stress to your body. And so all of these, you know, movement is just so key in that, yes, how we move our bodies, how we're able to play with our kids, our, you know, flexibility and our strength, all of that is so important. It's not about getting to the gym and building a calorie deficit. It's not about going onto a hit workout that's going to add more stress to your already taxed out body that you're not giving enough fuel to, to even show up in your motherhood and wondering why your stress is so high. Like We want to move in a way that fits your lifestyle and where you are in your healing journey right now to decrease your stress, not add more. And it's the same with nourishment. We want to decrease stress, not add more stress in. And so nourishment, rest, movement, super, super key are the first three. And then we've got our environment, which is really the things we're interacting with every day in our homes. I mean, this really goes to what you teach, Emily, on how we declutter our our homes, how we fill our spaces with things that are decreasing our stress, not adding to our stress. What can we do in those areas to stop if it's toxic products that maybe are adding more things onto our bodies you know things that we can do that are easy for us to make changes on our environment to also help decrease that stress and then the final one which is i think the most overlooked you not maybe not by you but by most um but probably the most important is our mindset um and really for me so much goes into that with my faith and how i'm showing up with the lord and trusting him as opposed to trying to control everything and you know really putting things into our mind that are reducing our stress, of being aware of our thoughts, taking captive those thoughts that are pulling us back into this anxiety, stress, worry, fear mindset versus showing up confident confident in the grace that God has given us, knowing we are put here to mother and raise our children because God has chosen us to do that and knows we are perfect for our kiddos for what they need to be able to impact the kingdom for him and just being able to, you know, put things in there and, and tweak things there that are going to decrease our stress and not increase it. So really that's, that's, that's the foundation is, is all of these pillars, nourishment, rest, movement, environment, and mindset. We're looking at what are we putting in and how do we put things in that make our stress less, as opposed to increasing it. And a lot of that, sometimes that's education on realizing that certain things we're doing are adding more stress and we don't realize it. And some of that is, you know, adding things in some is taking things away, but just, you know, like I said, we're starting at a baseline, looking at how are we sleeping? What are we eating? How are we moving? What is in our environment? What's our house look like? Is it adding? Is it decreasing? Like what is it adding to our stress when we walk in our home Like, or do we feel at home? Do we feel safe? Because, I think stress can be can be summed up in in one sentence. Does your body feel safe? And doing things that make your body feel safe is what decreases our stress response and helps build that stress resiliency, where it's able to say, "Yeah, I'm safe." There's a crazy thing happening right now. My kid is screaming. I'm trying to cook dinner, but I'm safe. I've had what I need to eat today. I've slept well. My home is in a a system that I can, you know, I'm good with. I'm I'm good at showing up with that and. I'm going to be okay. Versus a body that's terrified because you're not feeding it enough. You're not sleeping. You know, you're moving in a way that's adding more stress and your home is crazy. And all of these things that could just be telling your body, you are in a very unsafe place. And it's going to consistently tell you like fear, 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 worry, 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 stress, stress, stress. So that's what I'm, I just, I love teaching women about.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love all of that. That's so great. And I think that, you know, when you're in sort of the chaos and the overwhelm, it's hard to see how to incorporate some of these things in. And you and I are both kind of in the systemize your life (laughs) world and uh, one of the ways that we connected. And one of the things I love about that is you're taking those foundational things and then you're able to kind of put them in your schedule first, like keep things simple, but then also find a place for them Uh, I think is really important because if you're not, you know, allowing time to eat like something somewhat healthy, then you're just going to grab whatever is there, like the chicken nuggets off your kid's plate or whatever the case may be. So I think that once you understand those foundational pieces, then it's looking at, okay, where do I actually kind of fit these in, even if it's small tweaks to your everyday life. And um, I would love if maybe not all the areas, but maybe just a couple examples of when we're starting to try to do that and actually create habits that are supporting these foundational five. If there's like a couple examples that you can give to the overwhelmed mom, that's like, this is great. And I agree with you. I just have absolutely no idea like where to start. Where would you recommend that she start?
1: yeah absolutely and it it can be overwhelming but that's always a great thing is to find one thing you can implement one or two things uh one of the things that i have that's really helpful is eight daily habits that are really great to get started and so i'll make sure that you have a link to that emily or people you can go to my web podcast and find it but it's a great way to just kind of look at what habit can i start introducing now and really what I like to help focus on is how are you starting your day? It is very, very key for our bodies coming out of sleep to get nourishment very quickly. And I think a lot of us women are very focused on getting our kids food, our husband's food, you know, people out the door, and we often forget to feed ourselves when we first wake up. Or we're fueling with coffee as soon as we wake up. And one of the simplest things you can do, if you're drinking coffee first thing, one of the simplest things you can do is stop doing that <laughs> and don't drink your coffee until you've actually had breakfast or with your breakfast. Stop drinking coffee on an empty stomach. When you wake up in the morning and you're you're coming off of this, what is a fast? Your body has been in a fasted state all night and it has been depleting all of the nutrients that you ate the day before. It is. It is waiting to see how is this day going to go. And when you wait you're re- to feed or you add in caffeine first thing, your body's going, oh, okay, it's going to be a crazy day today. We need to get those cortisol stress hormones up high because we need to be able to handle all of this stuff. And the thing is, is our bodies are not are, are wonderful at doing the best they can to, to reach homeostasis. And so when it perceives a threat, which is not feeding it <laughs> within 30 minutes to an hour when you wake up, it's going to be crazy. And so that's my first step is just try to get something a protein fat and a carb whether it's a yogurt a cottage cheese like some you know gelatin gummies or something get something in your body within the first 30 minutes to an hour even if it's small and don't drink your coffee on an empty stomach make sure that you're drinking your coffee either with a solid breakfast or after breakfast sometime and not just coffee actually put in the sugar the cream collagen if you can it's just a great way to kind of add to that Add to that stress response and tell your body like this is not just we're not just walking into stress craziness. So that's really the first thing that I always encourage women to do is to start getting into the habit of eating something within 30 minutes to an hour.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um And I it's interesting because I've gone to periods in the past I'll, I'll avert my gaze with yours. So you don't judge me (laughs) where I've done intermittent, you know, intermittent fasting. And I'm like, okay, I can make it to 1130. I can make it to noon. And I realized something very interesting about myself. I like to eat. It's this crazy thing. I actually (laughs) enjoy eating. Amazing.
1: How that that works. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, maybe this isn't the best thing for me to do. Maybe it's that I'm, you know, if I'm trying to, um, lose weight or whatever it's like maybe because i'm starving and then i'm eating a bunch of junk like later on in the day so um that has been one thing for me where i've I've been been, trying to yeah i've been trying to train myself to do that and i don't i don't drink coffee but just kind of like you said if we're trying to tell our bodies that we're safe and that we're okay then if you're adding a stimulant first thing then it's like the body's like oh i'm obviously not okay so like you know Let's go. Let's go. So I think that that's really, really great. And I would like maybe like one more, whether it be since I kind of do more of the tidying and environment side, I'll let you pick one more little habit that you would recommend,
1: oh, gosh. let's see. So I think um when we're talking about we talked about how sleep is so important, I just, it's a hard, it's kind of a hard one, but I think what, if you start small and you increase it slowly, it can be really, really effective. And that is really getting a solid bedtime and wake time in that you stick to every day. And if this is hard for you, if you have issues with kids, like start small, you know, make it something that's easy to hit. And if, if you're, what what I'm really saying is I want you to try to get at least eight hours of in your bed sleep, <laughs> But in order to do that, in order to make your body really get that effectively and get that deep, restful sleep that you need at night, it needs to be on a consistent schedule. And that can be really difficult sometimes when we have kiddos that are waking us up. I mean, I'm, a, I'm co-sleeping with my baby right now. It's kind of crazy sometimes. But I do really try to hit a certain time every night and I have tried to get to a point where I'm giving myself at least nine hours it started with seven okay guys started with seven and we worked our way back but looking at your bedtime and just trying to get a bedtime where it's maybe it's just I'm going to be in my bed at a certain time and that's where you start and then maybe eventually it's like I'm going to be in bed and asleep by a certain time And then if that's not enough, start backing that up a little bit, but just getting into the habit of getting in your bed at a certain time and asleep by a certain time and doing that consistently throughout the week tells your body, okay, it's time for sleep. I'm ready for sleep. Now I'm going to get into a deep restful sleep. And then I'm going to wake up at the same time the next day. And that just gets your hormones and your everything else, your cortisol levels, your stress hormones, like all of those things on a system and schedule that are going to support your stress response and, um, and just your body in general.
0: Yeah. I am a big sleep zealot. <laughs> we have the blackout shades. We have the red lights. So we don't have the harsh lights. We like, we got it all. So that is one I kind of have now that my kids are sleeping through the night, 99% of the time I have that on lock. So at least I have that going for me. I just have to kind of, uh, some of the other areas I definitely need help. So I will make sure to link to that.
1: I think that's so important, Emily, too, is that like noticing where you're doing well, like the fact that you can say, look, I got sleep on lockdown. That's amazing. And I, I just encourage women like it's so easy. We are so quick to look at the negative and look at the things we are not doing well. Look at the things you're already doing great. Yeah. And honestly, those are often the the things that are easiest to optimize even more. And if you pour more into the things you're really strong at, the other stuff will start to fall into place too. And so just don't look at these as, oh my gosh, this is five areas of my life that I'm doing terrible. Find at least three things that you know you're doing well. And be proud of yourself for that. Tell yourself you're doing a great job because guess what, mom? You are doing a great job. You are doing the best that you can with the information that you have right now. And there's always ways we can improve, but that doesn't mean you're not doing a great job right now. So that's just always my encouragement is to find the things you're doing well first before you start optimizing and kind of moving on.
0: Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. Well, I will be sure to link to that freebie that you talked about. And can you just let everyone know where they can uh, most easily connect with you? Of course.
1: Yes. So the easiest way to connect with me is through my podcast, the Stress to Refresh podcast. I also have a Facebook community, um, Holistic Anxiety Solutions for Moms of Littles. And so you can find me there as well. And then, like I said, the freebie that I offer is a great, a great place to start just eight daily habits to really help reduce your stress and reduce your anxiety. It's a great place to start. And then you can always shoot me an email. Uh, My email is anywhere on my podcast, but it's Rachel at naturalwaymama.com. But those are all the places you can find me.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so wonderful to talk to you. And now I'm looking forward to how I can tweak my foundational five and really (laughs) celebrate what I'm doing well and then also kind of improve in some of those areas. So thank you.
1: I love it. And it was a pleasure, Emily. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed. In fact, But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. In Apple Podcasts, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.